On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, October 22nd. Uh, the end of the uh, weekday portion of the uh, week, but again, we're here Saturday, Sunday. We are a seven-day-a-week operation uh, right here on the Ice Guys, so we'll be, of course, with you on the weekend, noon Eastern. Make sure you're aware of the start time, Saturday uh, and Sunday, a little bit earlier, uh, and looking forward to a huge Saturday card tomorrow. But first, we've got a small Friday slate to uh, break down here. Uh, four games on tap tonight, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, and we'll have Jimmy Murphy with us momentarily as well. Uh, just briefly on last night's action before we get into tonight's uh, four games. Uh, boy, our favorite uh, whipping uh, team right now, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, if you will. Uh, just uh, they continue to uh, yield goals in bunches. Another five spot allowed last night uh, to the Edmonton Oilers. As the uh, Look, a lot of us have pegged uh, Arizona as fade material, bet against material. We know the weakest defense is going. Uh, in the NHL, they've lived up to that early in the year. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, a little bit undermanned, but give them credit. 5-1, they use the home crowd and their home opener to their uh, benefit. Great energy in the building uh, as well. And the Jets fed off that in a nice 5-1 win uh, against Anaheim last night. The New York Rangers get it done. 3-1 against Nashville. Great, good win for the Rangers. Finally, I back them, and they come through for me. I was very happy to see that uh, after uh, frustrating the first uh, couple games. I took them against Washington Dallas. They lost both of those games, and then I jumped off them playing the Montreal-Toronto. But finally uh, got in on the Rangers on a victorious night for them, 3-1 uh, to one over uh, Nashville. Calgary shuts out Detroit 3-0. Uh, very disappointing. Best bet for me goes down with the New York Islanders. Uh, uh, the struggles, uh, you know, the, they got the win against Chicago. I thought that could propel them. It did not. Uh, Columbus with the overtime win, 3-2 to two, uh, last night. Patrick Lyonet, by the way, terrific goal in overtime. And good news for the Jackets is that he's had a nice little start to the season, and uh, they need him to produce offensively for a team where the production really drops in the bottom six. Uh, Florida just keeps on rolling. The Panthers, 4-1 to one win uh, against Colorado last night. Washington against an undermanned Devils team gets the job done 4-1. San Jose beats uh, Ottawa 2-1. to And uh, Carolina over Montreal. The struggles continue for the Habs 4-1. to Struggles continue for the Blackhawks as well. 4-1 to loss to the uh, Vancouver uh, Canucks. So we thought maybe Montreal-Chicago trying to end the uh, struggles. Not happening uh, last night. And the one of the biggest things about last night is there were a couple of pushes when it comes to totals last night. But other than that, every other game went under the total. So it was an under-betters dream last night. Nine and one. In the NHL. Absolutely, uh, Andrew. It was a huge under night with only two pushes. If you got the Anaheim-Winnipeg game at six and the Edmonton-Arizona game at six, you pushed. Uh, other than that, uh, a very, very big night uh, for under-betters. Uh, so a low-scoring night of hockey. But again, this doesn't mean we blindly bet unders tonight or Saturday or moving forward. Sometimes you get nights like that. It's not always indicative of things to come. So just make sure you keep that in mind. Uh, Alex, some thoughts last night on all the action. Yeah, you know, yesterday I talked a lot about splitting up units in certain situations and looking for opportunities to jump in uh, in game. And I kind of did like a live tweet thing of sorts, uh, tracking three of the games that I had circled that mentioned on this broadcast. And uh, I was able to cash one of them. 
Now, I should have cashed two. Montreal should have had the first goal in that game. It was waved off to a, a kind of flighty uh, interference call. But we had the right idea. And I said, look for the pace of play because you might be able to get a good price on uh, Carolina money line moving past that. Sure enough, Carolina gets two goals early. Uh, they go on to win four to one. You look at the Hawks. They cash the first period over. Uh, it really could have even once again, it's one of those spots. They got two goals. We could have had four goals between both of those teams the way they played up and down. Vancouver finally getting their offense rolling and looking for adjusted totals. Now, we lost with the total for the Abs and the Panthers, but we got five and a half minus a dollar fifteen. Game lands on five, like like most of the unders did. That's the thing with that under streak. Keep in mind, most of those games, pretty much all of them, landed right on five. So five and a half got crushed, six and a half got demolished. But if you were looking for spots in game, all right, you give yourself a chance where yeah, your six and a half is is toast. You know, midway through the third period, we were live all the way until the last you know thirty seconds with a five and a half. So I, that's really important. If you have the capability to live bet, especially on some of these bigger cards, by all means, when you see a number, if you like a six and a half, knock it down to a six, knock a six down to a five and a half, uh, and you end up winning more often than losing. Excellent points about in-game strategy, uh, no doubt. Uh, Andrew, uh, thoughts on the uh, last night's action? Uh, I know for your team, it's just the struggles continue. And to make matters worse, Carolina's having fun with it uh, at the Montreal Canadiens' expense. Uh, what did you think of last night? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm one, I think it's funny to see some trolling on Twitter, but I think it comes to a point now where it's just like, why are you guys so excited to troll an 0-5 team, you know? I don't know. Do something in the playoffs, maybe. Make the cup finals. I don't know. That's just... That's just my thought because uh, I don't know. I think it's funnier when you troll a team that you just beat that has an awesome record. It's not as funny when you're trolling a team that's 0-5. That's just my point of view on that. But, uh, yeah, last night, you know, it was interesting. Uh, it was a busy day for me. Uh, I was going to pick up the dog. I was traveling a couple hours, and um, I, I ended up just narrowing in on that one game, guys. It was the Arizona game versus Edmonton. Uh, it seemed like a layup. For most hockey handicappers, I had the team total. I, I had the uh, regulation for Edmonton, and I just called it a day. Uh, that, that, those were that, that was my action for yesterday. You know, there were some spots like the Rangers um, that I was looking at. I did like Washington. Um, the reason why I stayed off Washington though is just no Hughes in the lineup. It's just every single sport you guys see the trend. You know, teams get behind whenever an, a player goes out. That was one of the reasons why yeah. I ended up staying off Washington. But I was kind of you know, pissed at myself after seeing what Washington did yesterday. But, uh, you know, I, I've battled a little bit early in the season with one day I have high volume, one day lower. And sometimes it's kind of nice on those big cards to just kind of simplify it. I think all three of us thought that Arizona was going to get blown out. They did. And it was a stress-free night. So, um, you know, I have more plays today than I did yesterday and, you know, a lot fewer games. Yeah, the thing with New Jersey is that, you know, the mentality of next man up only works if you have a next man to move up. And <laughs> yeah. They really kind of only have you. You know, they got some other, you know, assisting parts. But as far as like the guy, Hughes is, is, is the man moving forward and they're going to miss him for a while. Yeah. yeah. One thing I want to say, Alex, about your in-game strategy. Uh, and one thing I think a lot of people have trouble with mm -hmm. um, is... And I've actually been releasing uh, a lot of, and tweeting out a lot of uh, in-game stuff during intermissions. I think people have a tough time. If they're already on the over, they want to chase that over. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to switch to an under. And I think yeah. that's a huge problem. It's like if you if before the game, you really liked an under and this game starts with an incredible pace, but no goals, then you have to be willing to admit that you were wrong about something. And then now the right. game is, you know, once the puck drops, the everything we knew before the game is, is done. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're just basing our in-game bets off of what we're seeing, you know? So that's one thing I've tried to work on. You know, if I see a game that starts off with absolutely no action, first 12 minutes, there's just nothing. Um, I'm not chasing that. I'm not just super excited to bet the over because the eye test has told, told me nothing has been, you know, looking towards like a goal is going to happen. And I feel like for years I made a mistake doing that, you know, just if I liked the over and it was like zero, zero, you know, through the first period, I would jump the over, but there's probably a reason why it was zero, zero. Oh yeah. And of course, and that's the thing, every, every game has its own story. And, and so, you know, if I see a spot where I like an over and it's zero, zero, because it's all, you know, each team's only got, you know, five combined shots in the first 10 minutes, then yeah, we're abandoning that. And then mm -hmm. we probably would be looking toward, toward an under, but 
in the case of at least with Florida and, and uh, Colorado, yeah. they had a ton of chances. That should have been one. It ended up being 1-1 at the end of the first period, but that should have been 1-1 with about maybe 12 or 13 minutes left in the first period. Those teams oh, yeah. had a ton of chances and a ton of power plays as well. So, so like I said, you got to take those other factors into consideration when looking at, you know, okay, yeah, there's no goals, but, you know, looking at chances, high danger chances, mm-hmm. that's where the, the uh, advanced stats come into play. Oh, yeah, like Alex, that. I wasn't trying to go against you. I was no, just I saying like, that's yeah. kind of like the flip side of it too. But you're right, though. The most the mindset of most betters would be to just look at what they already, you know, you know, kind of predetermined they they were going to see going yeah. into the game. Yeah, yeah, and not are not willing to change their minds and mm-hmm. see right. things play out a different way than they expected, and then yeah. make us change in terms of their in game betting strategy as a result of that. And I'll say this because you know, ten years ago, uh, one of the people that uh, entered, you know, opened the door for me to get into the business was Teddy Covers. You know, a long, long time ago. Uh, and uh, he was always an, uh, saying, like, I'm an observational handicapper. I'm an observational better. I watch games. I watch the flow. I try to pick up things that you can't see in a box score. You know, he's always said that, that, and I've basically had that same kind of approach, very similar as well, because I'm watching a shit ton of games. It doesn't well, matter. Well, I just don't get how some handicappers don't watch the games. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that you have to. Like, you know, I did really well with Korean baseball, and I'll be honest, I wasn't up at four in the morning every time watching <laughs> yeah. the games. No, but, you can do yeah. well without it, but for me, it's a great yeah. help to yeah. watch the games yeah. and, and yeah. pick up things like, for instance, in hockey especially, I think it's very good to watch the games mm-hmm. because you could see 16, 14 shots on goal in the first period, uh, but what what were you getting? Were you getting outside shots? Were you getting those prime scoring opportunities, those area chance scoring area, prime scoring area chances? Were the opposing defenders and the opposing blue line giving up the zone, allowing yeah. the team to enter the zone too fluidly, too easily, without much resistance, and giving up odd man rushes? In those cases where I see 16 to 14 shots, I'm like, well, that's an overpace yeah. because you're seeing like the, what the Alex said in his email. Yeah. He, Alex was saying, yeah. This is what I'm expecting and I'm looking for. If you can get a four and a half or a five and a half instead of the six, then bet that. But at the six and a half, I don't like it. And like that's you know, yeah. I think it's really good because who who likes betting over six and a halfs? You know what I mean? If you can get it down to a six in the game, even that's way better. Yeah. Yeah. And teams are running around in their zone, whereas 16 to 14 shots and they're all on the outside. Yeah. And, and you're not seeing, you know, they're all long wrist shots and there's not much traffic in front of the net. Well, then that's 16 to 14 shots with an underpace, in my opinion. So you've got to differentiate between the two. Yeah. And and I think, you know, all of us, we obviously all bet other sports. I think we're so quick to set parameters for spreads and basketball and football. And I I think a lot of us don't have those parameters, you know, firmly set in hockey, especially when you look at a money line or looking at, you know, a total with a five and a half or a six. And so that's kind of the the thing I'm trying to promote too, is that, you know, just like with your bankroll, set parameters, set parameters with what number you're willing to accept with with certain teams in a matchup. No no doubt. Uh, We got Jimmy Murphy with us now. Jimmy, welcome in. What did you think of some of the action we saw last night? Jimmy muted. (laughs) Jimmy muted, not Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy muted, not Jimmy Puckline, yeah. Hey, no, I thought it was a great night of hockey, guys. Um, I mean, you know, you know they're, f- they're freaking out up in Montreal right now. And, of course, Kakanyemi gets his first goal against them. So I, I-, I thought that was just like really just to pour a little more gasoline on the fire there. But it's a, it's a shitstorm up there right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound from that. But uh, around the league, I-, I love how Florida looked. Uh, you know, it- it's just some great hockey going right right now. And, too, I thought Calgary guys – played a Calgary Flames, or at least the way uh, Sutter wants wants them to play and wants it to become their style. They played that style he's looking for, and, and what they're trying to create is their identity. They played it in Detroit, and, you know, people are going to say, well, big deal is Detroit. Well, no, not big deal. Detroit's been pretty good so far this season. So I thought that was a huge road win for them, really textbook-type hockey, stuck to their game plan, didn't get razzled. So just some great games across the board, and – you know, I'm still – I know I, I, I couldn't bet them. I, I'm sticking to my promise. But, I mean, I, I'm still trying to figure out how the New York Rangers were underdogs in that game against the National Predators. Yeah, they got the job done. I think, uh, to me, it's not much of a, a worry that the Rangers are going to be better than Nashville when it's all said and done this season. So, yes, to be able to get near even money uh, with the uh, New York Rangers last night in that game, I thought there was uh, definitely uh, value there. Someone in the chat mentioned, yeah, that they liked my rant on the uh, – 
press conferences of the Habs after the San Jose game, and it played out to perfection last night. It really did. I don't want to hear, when I'm 0-4, I don't want to hear guys saying, oh, it's a long season, we've got plenty of hockey left. No, I want to say we're sick of this losing. We want to fix it the next game. We want to come out and end this losing streak and win. I don't want to hear, oh, it's a long season, plenty of hockey left. That's what I heard from Gallagher. I heard it from a couple of Canadians after the San Jose game. Yeah, but the leaders don't want to look panicked, though, right? It's a bad yeah. look on the yeah. leader. Gallagher, if Gallagher said, you know what, this sucks, I hate this, ah, 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 like he's going to yeah. look like a baby, right? So I think there's a fine line between what you're saying and and saying it's a long season because you don't want to you don't want to look to the media and say, I'm pissed, you know, this sucks. I've been in the league for, you know, I'm 29 years old, however old he is, and I'm pissed <laughs> after an 0-4 start, right? That's not really a good look either, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get what Ian's saying. I get what you're saying, Andrew, and there is a fine line. I I, I think I, I agree with Ian, though, that and both on and off the ice that they're an emotionless, rudderless ship right now. And that, I think that's what Ian's getting at is that there yeah. just needs to be a little more emotion. You can be pissed and not seem worried. You can be like, you know, screw this. We sucked. And, you know, my teammates and I, we got to need it. We need to pick it up. And I, I think there needs to be a little more of that. But at the same time, yeah, you don't want to seem worried or seem like, uh, you know, you're afraid of the next game in mm-hmm. any way. So especially Jimmy, did you like my tweet yesterday? I saw you like at those people. I didn't know if you liked it or you were just trying to stir the pot up, but which one did you, did you agree with me with the, uh, my Coca Niemi tweet? The one. Oh yeah. You, just, were, oh yeah. They were booing him. That, yeah, yeah. that what do you expect? I mean, but did you agree with me? Were shocked. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's why I retweeted yeah. you. Yeah. And I was just at that. That's the new, uh, that's our new website in Montreal, Montreal hockey. Now it just started up last week. So, I was just cluing him. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was hoping to get some traction out of it because I mean, yeah. it was just the disrespect was hilarious. I mean, do you think that I don't understand? Like, I'm a Hats fan through and through, but I just don't understand. Like, what that's exactly sports. did you do? That's sports fans, man. It happens all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Through the awesome. former player coming back. To play. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't want to see some Carter though. It was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, you, you don't want to see somebody who who was with you you know, in another uniform anyway, but, but even, but the fact that there was, you know, drama around it, that, that just makes it even, even worse. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. They, they, Christ, they booed Pedro Martinez when he came back here, yeah. you know, that, it, it, all it got is, that knack to do that. Everybody yeah, that comes back. It's to all right. Have, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah what I, what I will say though, is I, I agree with you. Like don't blame the player. He just did what any of us would have done. And even, even uh, Ducharme said that he's like, well, yeah. Of course he was supposed to sign it. What's he supposed to do? It's not his fault. Yeah. You know, and every little I, I, infraction too. Yeah. I hate, I hate when fans, they boo it. Yeah. I hate when fans get on players for their contracts. I just yeah. think, I don't think it's fair because they try to say, oh, well, look at me working this job and he's getting it's apples and oranges, man. It's a whole different no. world. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Put that contract in front of you, you're taking it. So come on. Although there are, there are exceptions yeah. to the rule. Like if, if you're a guy who gets traded, said you would never get traded. You get traded to your rival team. And then when you could have re-signed with your old team, you decided to re-sign with the rival team. I think you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 To this yeah. day, though, the <laughs> one contract I'll continue to go at, and you guys know I'm a Habs fan, so I trip the Leafs. Zach Hyman, he has three more goals than Mitch Marner right now, and he's got a lot more money behind his contract. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, Mitch Marner is a guy that I, I'm not I'm not being a jerk on Twitter and being one of those assholes, but – He's one of those guys, him and John and Tavares, they've got like 10 million behind their names for this year. So we'll see what they can do. Yeah. Now there's people on the, the, I'm seeing the YouTube channels on here when I was just putting up the links for the ice guys shows, I put them up ahead of time and I'm seeing this one link. What's wrong with Mitch Marner and fraud is the question mark. Like Leaf fans are flipping out, you know, with, uh, you know, what the lack of, and it goes back to that miserable first round series he had last year, just miserable. I mean, it was awful. He yeah. didn't do anything offensively. He has that terrible brain cramp, brain fart, delay a game penalty in game six, which gave Montreal all that power play time. Uh, just take your time, man, and make a play with the puck. Jimmy, I, mean, I got to ask you a question because from, from your standpoint, from what you've seen around the league and talking to players and stuff, I'm curious, obviously nobody deserves like shit talking towards them, but would you agree that, the contract you sign and, and the amount of money you, you you're making, it it obviously adds pressure, right? So would you yeah, agree people that people react to non-performance yeah, based so on the Would you agree that that the amount of money you're making sets yeah. expectations, right? Yeah, yeah no I mean I, it that. does. I just don't look at it that way. Like I look at Mitch Marner sucking because Mitch Marner is sucking, <laughs> whether he's making a dollar or fifty million, I I don't really care about that. The bottom line is he's sucking, and I, I don't I don't 
link the two as much as a lot of other well, people. Well, my question is, though, if he's making $7 million a year, is he getting as much hate than he is right now? That's my question. No, I'm agreeing with you. No, yeah, he, yeah. people judge it on that. But mm -hmm. the problem is, it's not Mitch Marner's fault that Kyle Dubas is one of the most overrated GMs and, and, and doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And, and it makes that team completely top heavy when it comes to their salary cap. And he puts everything in three players. I mean, he can't, Mitch Marner doesn't control that. And the reason that Mitch Marner's mistakes are coming out more and, and amplified is because they, they are such a top heavy team and because they don't mm -hmm. have the stuff spread throughout the lineup. You know, I mean, it, they should have been able to keep Zach Hyman. I mean, Zach Hyman was a huge part of that team. They don't have guys like that now. And and that's that's on Kyle Dubas. That's not on John Tavares. That's not on Austin Matthews. And that's not on Mitch Marner. That's on management. No, it's, uh, yeah, it is. And there's pressure. And I firmly agree with what Jimmy said in terms of the more money you make, the more people are going to be angry when you are right. not playing well. It's simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at, I, I go back, guys. I'll show, I'm showing my age, but I know we'll move on here. But I mean, way back, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in 2001 02 season, heading into that season, Jeremy Jacobs and Mike Illich got in a huge fight uh, in a board of governors meeting and really went at it against each other and then blasted each other in a meeting. And so Jeremy Jacobs ordered Mike O'Connell, the then GM, to sign Martin Lapointe, who was a UFA at that point, at whatever cost necessary, just overpay him, throw the throw the Brinks truck at him. I don't care. And and O'Connell, I know this for a fact. Was like, he's a third liner, man. He's he's getting at most twenty goals a season. We can't pay him like a t I mean, there was no salary cap then, so they could right. actually do it. But we shouldn't be paying him this much. And they still did it, and they signed him to like a five year. I think it was a five year, forty million dollar deal or something. Like it was absurd. Yeah. And poor Marty LaPointe had that saddled on his shoulders his whole time and actually had a pretty damn good career when he was here for two years in Boston. And if not for Marty LaPointe, we're not talking about pre Patrice Bergeron the way we are right now because he lived with him in his rookie season and he mentored him. And Bergeron still credits him this day to helping him become the leader that he did. So he got the value there. But because of that contract, when people connect Marty LaPointe and the Bruins, they're always be like overpaid. He sucked here. I disagree. I thought he did exactly what he was supposed to. It's not his fault that the owner let an argument dictate how much money he spent. Right. That's right. I mean, that's the thing. We got you got to hold the uh, uh, people that are giving out the money, giving out the contracts accountable too. Sometimes, uh, not just the player for maybe not performing up to the level you think he should, given the money he's making. So yeah, well, I don't know. I didn't see Crosby holding out. I didn't see Sid holding out and not showing up to practice like Nylander did. Yeah, I, I didn't see you know the much controversy in the news about about Sid back in the day when he signed his eight for eight point seven. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they've had so that's that's the thing. I think it's taken advantage too of a young GM too. Let's be honest. If that's some <laughs> little vet like Lou Lamorello, yeah. who was okay. the previous GM, Johnny, the Ian, not Captain that they're like yeah. chomping at the bit to just go. You know, oh, great. Like, I guess I, let's be honest. If you're a player agent and you see Kyle Dubas at the other end of the table, are you scared to not maybe up your demands? No. Yeah. You see just some little young kid here, you know, as the GM. I mean, Ian, you know, Ian, you how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually my age. So, uh, I guess, hey, I'm a young kid. I always think I'm getting old. So, maybe, uh, give myself a break old. then. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, young, uh, it's a young card in terms of light amount of games tonight. We've got four mm. games on tap. So, it's a light Friday slate. We'll start it off here. San Jose, Toronto. We've got the Leafs minus 235. Yeah, home favorite six. The total. How about those Sharks? Uh, three and zero to start the year. I think they meet their not to meet their match, but I think there's a tough spot though. It's the third road yeah. game uh, in four nights for them. And when you look at who they beat, they beat Winnipeg, and Winnipeg kind of collapsed, and they had the lead, and then they collapsed in the third. And then the other ones were struggling. Montreal can't put a puck in the net. Ottawa two to one last night, and you know Ottawa's tough out, but I think know. that was a tough. That was a big win. I, I really do. You had your backup in, and Otto was playing really good hockey right now. Yeah, it was definitely. James so, Reimer was good. Yeah. Uh, well, you game. was it you, Ian? Or, or you, Alex? Who brought up Reimer's yeah, record against? I did. Ottawa? Reimer, yeah, yeah. Reimer. There yeah. you go. A stellar record against against um, uh, Ottawa in his career. So. He did, yeah. and he added to it last night. A great performance. I uh, made a couple big saves down the stretch too, especially when Ottawa had the uh, extra attacker trying to tie the game late. But when you look at it here, I mean, Toronto that loss they haven't played since Monday against the Rangers. I mean, just incredible amount of high danger scoring chances. Their expected goals the number is nine point four. Uh, that leads the NHL right now. Uh, and actually, San Jose's expected goals against is actually not bad at all, four point zero six, and. 
Uh, they've been very good. So something's got to give here. The Leafs, do, you know, they should be scoring more goals than they have so far. The Sharks have definitely done a better job defensively than we have seen uh, so far uh, this year. But to me, when you look at the situation here for the Leafs, they go on a road trip after this game tonight. I think the onus is on them to get the Sharks, uh, you know, get on the scoreboard. I mean, Austin Matthews, a ton of chances the other night. I think they get some of those goals to go in. Aiden Hill's played well, but this is a road trip that's getting on the long end of it for San Jose. Third road game in four nights in the East uh, time zone. And you also look, what happens when you're a little bit fatigued and you're a little bit jet-lagged and you're a little bit weary physically? What goes first? It's your defensive play and the lapses that sometimes you have when you're a little bit tired and a little bit exhausted and fatigued, which I think could happen with San Jose tonight. They lead to breakdowns defensively. And look, the Leafs are still not exactly a team you want to be doing that against. So I think tonight this could be that night where maybe you get some offense for the Leafs. You get the floodgates opening a little bit. And look, they only they got held down and shut down by Shesterkin and the Rangers. Well, I just saw Shesterkin play amazing again last night. Very strong in net against Nashville uh, in a Rangers victory. So let's not take away from Gerard Gallant's Rangers team that they're playing better defensively and that the goaltending for them has been pretty good. I think the Leafs can get some offense going. I've bet them to uh, over their team total tonight. I'd rather do that than money line or puck line or any of that. I'd just rather go with Toronto team total over three and a half, minus 125, and I also like uh, over six full game. Uh, Hutchinson is the wild card, right? We've seen him play good at times for the Leafs, and he can also be the Michael Hutchinson that lets up four, five, six goals in a game. So it could really go either way for him, uh, but he has had some good starts for the Leafs at times, and I just think tonight could be uh, a game where they give him some run support, if you will, in this one as well. So I'm on the Leafs team total over three and a half full game over six as well. Alex, what do you think? San Jose Toronto? Yeah, I like the this over here. And you're looking at, you know, the second night of a back-to-back for uh, San Jose and the first of a back-to-back for Toronto. Toronto's got uh, Pittsburgh tomorrow. So it's Campbell going tomorrow, Hutchinson going tonight. It just definitely feels like we've got a game where it's going to be just be back and forth offense. And like you said, the defense could just kind of wear down for San Jose, but they had a ton of scoring chances. They they had a lot more scoring chances than what we saw out of that, that game yesterday with, for being two to one. Uh, and I think they had a goal call back, if I'm not mistaken, as well early in that one. So this is a, a San Jose team that's, you know, getting some speed going. And you know how Toronto plays. They play up and down. I think San Jose could probably, you know, kind of get drawn into that style early. And like I said, if they try to shut things down defensively, they're going to have a tough time doing it, especially if they get fatigued and, and you know, get down in a, you know, in a hole early in this game. So I'm going to play the over six. Uh, obviously, like I said, you know, same approach applies. If you want to wait for a, a five and a half, you can do that. Uh, the first period over I like, I would definitely wait in game for that, not laying a dollar forty five or even seeing a two at some places uh, popping up, which makes sense. Toronto, they're always going to draw that kind of high action with the first period over. So wait for the first period over if you like that, play that in game, but you can play the over six right now minus a dollar fifteen or a dollar twenty. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've had, they've had some nice contributions, San Jose, so far uh, this year. Timo Meyer's off to a good start. Kevin LeBanc's been good. And the young rookie, uh, Alf Dolan's kid, Jonathan uh, Dolan, very nice start to the year for him uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So that's really helped them out offensively. Their defense in Aiden Hill has been much better than I thought. But, you know, third road game in four nights. The thing is, they played sturdy in front of Hill. When you're fatigued, I don't think that defense is going to be as sturdy in front of him tonight. So I think he's going to face more high-quality rubber tonight. We'll see if he's up to the task. Uh, uh, Andrew, we'll go to you next. What do you think, Sharks and Leafs? Uh, yeah, well, look, when I look at this game, I think that uh, you see Hutchison, and he's obviously the third string. We, If Mrazek wasn't hurt, we'd see Mrazek. And, and yeah. I think that it's like it's one of those things where we, we've seen this guy be an auto-fade for a long time. You know, he was someone that, okay, yeah, it's Hutchin net, let's bet against him. And then last year, there was a certain point where he actually looked pretty good. Um, you know, he looked like pretty strong and he was able to control rebounds better. And Jimmy was talking about uh, Aiden Hill the other day. And uh, that kind of gave me confidence about him. And, and, you know, obviously we've all joked around about when players leave the Coyotes organization, obviously everything gets better. It's Christmas day for you when you get traded away from them. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, I think that this is a big game for Hutch. You know, I think that uh, it's a bet on spot for the Maple Leafs. You guys, I won't be too repetitive with it. Three and four. Um, the Sharks weren't great with their three and fours uh, at all last year. I, they had a pretty losing record. I can't remember exactly what the stats were, but uh, they they haven't been strong with three and fours. Oh, and, and ten. Oh, wow. Record. Wow. Oh, there you 10. go. For three and fours? Yep. 
Well, there it is. Yeah, on the so, road, three and four on the road. Eight. Okay, so but the thing is, guys, I'm like you know if we look use the eye test here. Let's be honest. The Leafs haven't had that many games where they haven't had that game where they've gone off yet, right? They haven't shown us. It's not like we could easily line up here and say, yeah, the Leafs are going to give us four. I mean, if we're going off last season, maybe. But what have they done this season to make us think they're going to give us four or five? Really? I mean, it's all just projections. It's all just hoping uh, because the eye test doesn't really tell us that that's going to happen. So, you know, from a handicapping standpoint, the regulation line is too steep, in my opinion. Puck line's too steep. I would potentially look the way Ian's looking with that team total. But again, they haven't really shown me they can do it yet. Um, so the funny thing is, I actually have a... I, we were talking prior to when we started breaking down these games about some in-game opportunities. This will sound kind of funny, but I like the first period over. And if that cashes, I'll potentially look for an under after that. I, I think this game has a fast start. And then I think it immediately just slows down a little bit. And that's what you get with fatigue teams, right? You're going to see them, you know, try and come out and compete and then make some early mistakes and then kind of turn into a big defensive team. That's, that's just my thoughts. But uh, I've locked in some props for tonight's game. I actually have Mitch Marner to get an assist at minus 130. Uh, I know it sounds like kind of an interesting price there for just one specific thing. But, you know, Ian's been locked in on those shots on goal props for Marner. And uh, he did say he's been working on his shot. He's going to shoot more this season. We all know he's a playmaker at heart. We all know that. And I think that Matthews hasn't scored yet this season. Um, obviously, uh, hasn't played much. But um, I feel like he'll be Mr. Playmaker again tonight. So I got uh, Marner to get an assist. And I took Austin Matthews. This is a two-team parlay for points. I've been doing this quite a bit. I have Austin Matthews to get a point parlayed with David Pasternak to get a point tonight at minus 110. So those two guys, just to get on the board, minus 110. Yeah, exactly. And with a pretty good chance, you would think to uh, get on the uh, scoreboard uh, as well uh, for the uh, uh, Leafs as well. I think Austin Matthews is around even money to score a goal. I did. I don't usually like props in that range, but I think he does find one tonight. He could have had five or at least, yes. or at least uh, he could have had two or three at least against the Rangers. And like I said, don't take away from Shesterkin. He's been excellent. He was good again last night against Nashville. So I think tonight's the night. It's even money. I, you can't say the value is great, but you know, there's no value in ripping up a losing ticket. I think this is going to be a winning ticket, Austin, to find a, his way to a goal and find the back of the net finally tonight at around plus 100, minus 110. That's around the price with that uh, Austin Matthews to score a goal tonight. Jimmy, what do you like here? Sharks and Leafs. On well, the famous words of Chris Berman, guys, you're all on the lead, huh? Other way, boys. I like the dog here. Give me the San Jose Sharks and Aiden Hill to continue to dominate. I think he's going to get in their heads early. I think Toronto's going to come out guns a-blazing, but I think he stonewalls them early, maybe gives up an early goal. But then, you know, as Andrew said, I think the game will tighten up. And, and San Jose, that's their style right now. That's where they succeed is in these tight grinding games. And I think they can direct the game that way as it goes on. And frustrate Toronto. They can just—they're going to go out and kind Get of out of the first period. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be give me. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. Give me those punches, like in the beginning, and take as many punches as they can. And hopefully they come out zero zero one nothing or even winning after first period. And then I take—I think they take it from there. I think they buckle down. And you know, like Andrew said, I'm not—I'm not looking at last year anymore with a lot of these teams right now. I'm just looking at what's right in front of me right now in the present. And right now in the present. That San Jose Sharks are a better team than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Maybe not on paper, but what they're doing in action, they have played better than the mm -hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. And I like them to pull the upset here and go home with a win. So I'm taking that, and I'm also going to uh, dabble maybe on the under as well. I, I like what Andrew was saying there. I think it, it has the potential to be over in the first, but I think it tightens up as we go on. So give me the under too. They've been good defensively. The defensive stats bear that out. I mean, in terms of high-danger chances aren't even that uh, bad for San Jose. They haven't allowed too many. Uh, they're, you know, expected goals against very good uh, so far for San Jose. They're top five or six in the league in that category right now. So that's definitely... Let me ask you this. Do you guys think if if Tavares, Marner, and Matthews don't score tonight, do the Leafs win? Or can or can they win? Probably not. You know, probably not and that's what that's what we're saying right because that's my number one trip to all my friends that are leaf fans but i'm not even i'm not even joking anymore that's dead serious if matthews doesn't score tonight i don't think they win the game yeah you expect you can chip scoring. in every now and then engvall can chip in every now and then michael bunting's been a nice find for them uh he's played quite well 
How's that uh, Nick Ritchie experiment going? Nick, yeah, Nick Ritchie's been pretty quiet <laughs> to, to Jimmy's uh, credit, who said that, why. Uh, he didn't know it would fit in all that well with uh, that top line. You know, a lumbering Why is he there. on the top line? <laughs> he was at the uh, – at least. I think he might still be. Let me see if I got the uh, latest uh, – I think I'd rather Jumbo Joe up there, eh, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. That's it's an interesting. Let's see. They've still got him with Matthews and Marner tonight. Nick he can't Ritchie. skate so with there them. There you go. Um, that's and that was Jimmy's concern because obviously yeah. he's seen him up close and personal with Boston last year. Unless you got to put him right in front of the net or something. Yeah, you know, that's not going to make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, foot speed was an issue with him, uh, no doubt. So uh, there we go. So if Jimmy's uh, San Jose uh, uh, bet cashes tonight, that'll mean one in ten for San Jose. Uh, they'll get that first win on the third and four nights on the road, which has been a tough spot for them uh, historically. We'll see if they can change that tonight. Uh, Bot, speaking of Boston, they're in action tonight against the yeah. Buffalo Sabres. Minus like 215 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, this is ESPN Plus exclusive. Make sure you're aware of that. Uh, yeah. you got to have ESPN Plus to watch it. It'll be a uh, uh, Bucci Main, Bucci Gross, and uh, Ryan Callahan. Callahan Auto Parts. Hey, Callahan. <laughs> yeah, uh, Callahan. Uh, Ryan Callahan doing this game for them tonight. So we'll see how it goes. It's Linus Allmark and Net for the Bruins, of course, facing his former team. That's going to be an interesting angle to go with uh, on the flip side uh, for the uh, Sabres. Craig Anderson, you know, don't tell him that Father Time has arrived on his doorstep. Because uh, he's played very well so far this year uh, for this Sabres team. Can he keep it up is going to be the big question. I'm amazed that Buffalo has, you know, done what they've done. Beating Vancouver, of course, their last game. Being without, you know, a couple key defensemen, their number one center. In fact, they're gutted at center. It's Cody Eakin is out now. Another one of their top three center uh, Iceman here on this uh, Buffalo team out now uh, as well. And, of course, the Eichel situation keeps on going. So they're gutted at center uh, going into this game. And yet we've still seen this team find a way to win games very impressively. So this is a tough one for me because you would think Boston off the defeat uh, that they suffered against Philadelphia Wednesday night, uh, they come into this game looking to bounce back. They still, to me, are better than Buffalo, and it will prove that way. But kind of what Jimmy said with San Jose, you got to kind of attach that to Buffalo right now. These teams that were prognosticated to be bad at the beginning of the season, well, they don't know they're bad yet, and they're not playing like it. So until I see evidence of a downturn, you know, it's not always easy to go against them. Now, you know, you could say, aren't you contradicting yourself, Ian, because you took Toronto the last game? Well, I took the team total with Toronto. I didn't say Toronto's going to win the game. You know, I just think you know, get a good chance to get four goals from them tonight. Doesn't mean they'll win, though, that game. And I don't know if Boston necessarily for sure uh, will win tonight. Buffalo thinks, you know, it's got confidence. Uh, they, they, they're not listening to everybody saying they're one of the worst teams in the NHL. They're finding ways to win right now. And when they're getting a price like they are tonight, plus 190, plus 180, it's difficult to go against them because they're giving you that that great effort night in and night out where they're finding ways to win. They're getting Kyle Ocposo turning back the clock and looking like uh, Ocposo from his prime many years ago. I mean, it's been impressive to watch. They're getting contributions from their blue line a little bit in terms of the scoring. You know, you, 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 you honestly, when you look at the lineup, you can't possibly see it continuing indefinitely, but maybe it continues for another game or two. You know, you don't want to pro project right now with a team that's over uh, outplaying expectations that, wow, this is the night now they look like the Sabres again, or Tuesday is going to be the night, or next Thursday is going to be the night. While they've got that momentum, I'm reluctant to go against Buffalo, especially when taking Vancouver the other night, and I paid the price for it. So I'm passing on this game from a side perspective. The only thing I would look at with a small mall lean is the over with it being five and a half, but you never know. All Mark probably wants to... Uh, rise up and, and and play terrific against his former team. So just a small lean over. I'm probably uh, not a strong opinion for me either way. And I definitely want no part of either side in this one. Alex, what do you think? Boston, Buffalo. Well, yeah, you're being kind and cordial to the Buffalo Sabres. And they're, yes, they're 3-0, and but they caught a sleepwalking Montreal team. They caught Arizona, which we've, I've talked about it, you know, with, until my eyes bleed about how bad Arizona is. And then they caught a, a, a tired uh, Vancouver team who's been on the road, you know, started off the season. Now they're playing a, a Boston team that's going to be pissed off with the way that they lost uh, in that game against Philly. We know the offensive talent that, that Boston has. They had a ton of chances in that game, too. They could have they could have easily tied that game up at, at one point in the second period, and I thought they had a chance. It would actually a, a live bet on them to come back when they were down by one. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a spot here where I like Boston first period uh, puck line 
lay and a half goal plus 135. That's the only thing that's of value. I, I would take a side, I would take a even a, a uh, you know, excuse me, regulation play if it was cheaper than, you know, better priced than 140, 145. I'm not trying to lay that uh, exactly, but I think Boston gets on the right track here and they finally slow down this uh, runaway train that is the Buffalo Sabres. I think the things are going to start coming crashing down to earth now for Buffalo. All right, projecting a little bit of a regression coming from the uh, Buffalo Sabres tonight. And certainly the fact that Buffalo gets Boston off the loss to the Flyers last night means that uh, the Bruins should have that. Uh, you don't look past Buffalo when you're off the kind of uh, loss, the tough loss the other night. So uh, that's definitely something to uh, keep in mind. And by the way, when you continue to look at you know the expected goals, both teams have generated more than you would think. So uh, very fascinating to see that. Uh, going into this game here, Bruins uh, and the uh, Sabres, even the Sabres, you know, uh, better offensively than you would think so far uh, this season. Uh, Andrew, what's your thoughts? Bruins, Sabres. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, let, let let the uh, the Bruins man uh, get his thoughts in on this game. But, uh, you know, I, I I think it sets up for a good spot. Um, one thing about the Bruins, though, I'll say this, and I'm curious to see what, what Jimmy thinks of this. I, I just, I've always had them as a team that, you know, I've made jokes. You could put... Uh, Ovechkin, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, every single player you want on the Bruins, and somehow they would still win a game 3-1. You know, that's just the kind of hockey that they play, it seems. They they just win tight games, low-scoring games. I'm not saying they don't blow teams out, uh, but it's just in their in their blood. So I was kind of surprised to see what happened that last game, to see it get out of control. You know, so uh, I always look at veteran-based teams and, and, and average age per team, and I think the Bruins, you know, they've got a good little mix, but let's be honest, they've, they've got some some vets. And uh, I feel like the first period is a good play. I don't play a lot of first period stuff, uh, but I'm on the exact same play as uh, Alex here. First period uh, puck line plus 135. Um, you know, I just feel like you might as well take that one versus taking the full game puck line because yeah. Buffalo has been, been great. And uh, I understand there's been some really, really good spots for them. Schedule makers were kind to them. I don't know if Buffalo, you know, uh, took them out to dinner in the summer when they're making the schedule. But uh, it definitely, you know, couldn't, couldn't, it's not a tough uh, start for Buffalo, but I think it's also a pissed off Bruins team. So I'm just going to uh, save some time and just watch 20 minutes of hockey and cheer on that first period puck line. All right. Like in Boston, minus a half plus 135 first period for Andrew. Jimmy, uh, Boston, Buffalo. I do not like this game for the Bruins, guys. I, I just, I don't like it. I, the, the Bruins right now, I think really talking to them, seeing them and practices and, and just the feel I get from them right now is they don't know what they are. They don't know what their identity is anymore. They, they've lost. They've had a lot of turnover. Uh, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game up the middle there, obviously, with no David Krejci. I think that's hurt them so far. Um, and I haven't liked what I – I know it was preseason, but I haven't liked the performances I've seen from Linus Allmark. And I also haven't liked the way he's spoken after games, where he's almost said, well, you know, it is what it is. I haven't played in a while. So it, it, I was bound – suck early on here and I'll get better as things go on and very laissez-faire very like just saying some other things I forget what it was where he he actually questioned himself on something and I think it was well it was when he coughed it up in overtime to the Rangers in the preseason there for the winning goal he's not in a good headspace right now and now he comes in to face his former team the crowd's going to be all over him you already got Rasmus Dahlin talking trash about him and trying to get in his head. And I think he will. And I, I think that this is going to be a bad spot for the Bruins based on the fact that it's all Mark in that. I think he's get lit, he gets lit up. I like a four, one Buffalo win here. Give me another dog, the Buffalo Sabres. Wow. Wow. Buffalo and San Jose. If, if, if uh, Jimmy goes two and zero with Buffalo <laughs> and San Jose tonight, that's a big padding to the bankroll. Well, do me a favor, yeah. Jimmy. Let let that one goal at least be from a, a past a point. So that way I can at least get right, that, cool. that two team parlay. Probably will be. <laughs> All right, good. Oh, Jimmy's got a, a pulse on this Bruins team, and you're right, one and one. The win was against Dallas. They did what they had to do, but Swayman was very good in that yep. game against Dallas. Not so good against Philly, but uh, look, he's, he, I think people are expecting now after Dallas, wow, this guy looks great. He's going to be great every night. Doesn't work that way. Uh, and now it's you know something you got to work through. You're going to have those off nights, and kind of had one against the uh, Flyers uh, the other night, but we'll but see he how – after yeah. the game, if you saw him talk, he owned yes. it. Unlike Almark, who's coming up with every excuse in the book, which isn't a good sign when you're a goalie. No, it isn't. You know, it's been an adjustment period for him here with the Bruins. And everyone talking about it, he wants to beat the Sabres. 
just think the Sabres might want to beat him too, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it hard to hide your facial expression sometimes, Jimmy, in the media scrums? Like if you don't like what a player said or it's like funny or weird, <laughs> is it hard to hide that? I've I, I become a good actor after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, LA Dallas will move on. Third game on yeah. the uh, four game slate here. Dallas minus 145, minus 150 home favorites here. The total uh, is five and a half years shaded to the under uh, in this one. Home opener tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars after starting uh, all four games uh, that they've played so far, uh, all on the road. Uh, they end up going two and two. They beat Pittsburgh in a shootout. Uh, they beat Dallas in overtime, 3 2. Boston a 3-1 win, and then, of course, Ottawa beat them 3-2. So 2-2 two two, uh, for the Dallas Stars as they return home. Uh, let's give Braden Holtby credit. He's going to be the starter tonight for the Stars. Uh, very good start to the year for him. Uh, great numbers. A sub-two goals against average, a near 950 uh, save percentage. So uh, very, very uh, impressive start to the year here for uh, Braden Holtby. Uh, we'll see if he can carry that over here. I know it's that first home game off a road trip, but it's early in the year. Those kind of spots aren't necessarily uh, as detrimental when you're returning home from a road trip early in the year as opposed to, let's say, December, January, where the games are adding up, the air miles are adding up. Uh, but no, but uh, Dallas has been stingy defensively. They've definitely committed, I think, to wanting to win lower scoring games. This kind of has that feel. It could be lower scoring, especially with Holpe playing well. So I'd lean under. I would still lean to the Kings just a little bit here uh, at plus 130 in this game. It's just Dallas is not one of those teams I'm rushing to lay a uh, minus 150 with uh, going into this game. So and, and when you look at the Kings, how can you not be impressed with the start that Andre Kopitar's had? We've been backing on Jay Kopitar shots on goal and goal score props in multiple games this year. And he already has five goals this year in just three games for the LA Kings. And I talked about it now with Philip Deneau on the team, there's more uh, opportunity, I think for Kopitar to be assertive on the offensive end of the ice. And we're seeing that right now with five goals and three games for him. So uh, I, I'm not, nothing official on this game, but I lean Kings, I lean under I will probably bet that on Jay Kopitar shots on goal and, and to score again. Why not ride with it? Uh, he's absolutely uh, uh, enjoying his new role. He's playing well right now uh, on that top line uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. And in fact, you know, I've seen the Kings play a lot already this year. I've made a point of it to watch them because I think a lot of us kind of like them to be a, a little bit better this year uh, under uh, McClellan. And so far, you know, they've kind of lived up to that. And uh, Andre Kopitar playing on that top line for them with Arvidsson and Dustin Brown. They've really had some good shifts where they've hemmed teams in uh, in their own zone. And I think you might see that continue here tonight for uh, that top line and their success. So I, I like Kopitar to find the back of the net once again. Why not? Uh, he's been doing that so far. Uh, Alex, what do you like here? L.A. Dallas. I got nothing in this one. I want to see how Dallas responds in their first home game. This has been kind of an up and down team. Like I said, two and two. Uh, and they've had some kind of, you know, slight flashes. Obviously, they're going to be one of those under teams once again, uh, trending under in, in first periods, trending under a full game. Same thing with, with L.A. I think LA's, L.A. can kind of mix and match styles a little bit, which is, you know, a plus for them. Uh, but I think Dallas would draw them into a slower, low and slow kind of game. So I would lean toward the under. But I just want to kind of more of observe this game and, and get a, a better feel on Dallas moving forward. Yeah, by the way, uh, Kings, of course, their first road game the other night against Nashville. That game ended up staying uh, under the total. And, of course, Dallas 4-0 to the under uh, already uh, this year. Andrew, anything here, Kings and Stars? I can't see any reason why that trend wouldn't continue uh, for the under. But uh, my official play, I locked in plus 100 Dallas in regulation. Uh, you know, starting off 2-2 two and two on the road, um, you know, four-game road trip to start off your season. It doesn't matter who the wins were against, who the losses were against. They lose to Ottawa. They beat New York. They beat Pittsburgh to end the road trip. I mean, leaving that road trip two and two, guys, I don't know about you, but I think that's okay. That's acceptable. And uh, you come back. I, th I think this is a great matchup for the Dallas Stars. I think they're going to be back home in front of their home crowd. Um, I think L.A., as much as I said they're going to have more offense this year, they're still that same old L.A. team. And I think that Stars are going to be able to, you know, um, be physical towards them, trap them a little bit. And, and Dallas doesn't play an exciting brand of hockey by any means. It's not like uh, it's an accident why they win two, one games, you know, they, they play well defensively. So at plus 100, I locked in the regulation here for the stars. All right. Dallas and regulation at even money for Andrew, uh, Jimmy, any thoughts here? Any opinions, LA Dallas. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I like that one as well. I think I'm going to piggyback on Andrew with that. I like them at combat. And Dallas is going to be one of these teams, too, guys. You mentioned Braden Holpe, and he is off to a great start. I mean, it's, you know, the record, the wins and losses may not sit, but he's he's played great in every start, in my opinion. Um, this is a team I'm going to really look at the under a lot. So I'm going to jump on Andrew's uh, regulation win, and I'm also going to take the under in this game as well. All right, Dallas in regulation and also under uh, five and a half here uh, for uh, Jimmy with the Kings and the Stars. And nothing fluky about Braden Holpe. His goal saved above average. The advanced number, uh, advanced statistic for goaltenders, 3.46. It's very good. And in fact, in that category, he's fifth right now uh, in uh, the NHL. The top four, Igor Shosturkin, not at all a shock that Igor Shosturkin yeah. is number one in goals saved above average. He's been magnificent, beyond good. For the New York, I'm kind of glad now. You know, I bet him for the Calder too, the rookie, because this is he actually was in that uh, discussion. And uh, so far, he's been very good in net for the uh, Rangers. Grice, although one start for him, and it was that game against Vancouver where he played extremely well uh, on Saturday night. Uh, and then you got Campbell, Jack Campbell for the Leafs, third, and Bobrovsky fourth, Braden Holpe fifth. So those are your top five goals. I think, you know, and obviously yeah. I was just mentioning I'm not happy with Elmark, and I think I said it in our preview that I just didn't understand that signing. I mean, you had your you had your future guy in waiting here, and he's going to start more swimming, and I always thought they could bring in sort of a, a mid-grade veteran, so to speak, on a one-year deal, a lot cheaper money than they did with Elmark, and then they also might have Ras coming. So Hopi was a guy I thought for sure the Bruins would have went out and grabbed yeah. for the sole reason, too, that he's absolutely owned them over the course of time. So... Uh, I was surprised. I think that was a great move by Dallas to get him. I know they kind of have a three-headed monster there with their goalies, but they've had injury issues as well, obviously, with Ben Bishop. So I thought that was a great signing by Jim Neal. Yeah, it was uh, because they needed and they needed some depth there. They've had all kinds of issues. I mean, with the goaltending for a few years, Dallas. I mean, they've had an aging Anton Hudobin, who had, of course, uh, he's had some great runs of play, especially that one playoff year for Dallas. Uh, but he's an older goalie. Uh, they don't want to play him as much now. Uh, and that's why they got Holpe. They've not been able to count on Ben Bishop being healthy for them. So uh, they've tried to stabilize things. And uh, Jim Neal's done a solid job, you know, and he didn't have to pay much for Holpe. And Holpe's delivered so far. Can he do it over 82 games? We'll see. But it's been a good start, no doubt, for Holpe to this point. All right, the final game on this Friday slate, Edmonton Oilers, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Vegas minus 125, minus 130, uh, home favorites, six the total in some spots, six and a half in others. So make sure you shop around, uh, get the best of the number. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Someone in the chat, Brian, asking, why is the Leaf game 6 p.m. Eastern? I have no clue at all tonight why that is. It's I've never seen this before for a Toronto home game, but it is what it is, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. I can't explain it. I don't think many people can, but it's a 6 p.m. Eastern <laughs> start time. Uh, Montreal had a couple of those last year as well, where they had a ho couple home games, 6 p.m. Eastern, but... Uh, very Could bizarre. It, my, maybe maybe the Raptors. They got a, the Raptors playing at home tomorrow, and they want to have more time to prepare for it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it could be. It, it could be. be. But uh, they're they're in Boston tonight. The uh, Raptors, I should say, against the right. uh, Celtics. So I don't think that's. I don't know why that is. I, I wish I had an answer, but I have no idea. But they're playing. Yeah, six p.m. So make sure you're aware of that, right? If you're going to bet San Jose, Toronto, don't be thinking that seven p.m. Eastern. I've got till seven to put the bet in. No. It's a 6 p.m. Eastern time start. Uh, Edmonton, Vegas, Vegas minus 136, six and a half the total. I'm taking the Oilers here. I know it's a back-to-back, -back, but Vegas is just so extremely banged up right now. And I didn't see that thrust. I didn't see that. I didn't see that first game without Stone and Pacioretty, you know, dig down and find a way from Vegas that I thought we would. And then they lose Alec Martinez to make matters worse uh, in that game due to injury. Uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in that game. So this is a shorthanded, depleted team. It is Edmonton on a back-to-back. -back. It's the one concern, but laying a price with Vegas now is not an appealing uh, uh, wagering proposition for me right now. With all the injuries, they really haven't played all that great, you know, to be honest with you. They could have lost to Seattle, you know, in the very first game of the year. Vegas gets outplayed in the second period, outplayed in the third period of that game. Uh, and look, the back-to-back -back does not bother me. Backing teams early in the season when they're playing back-to-back -back on the road, it's not as detrimental. It's not as taxing to you physically as it would be doing this, say, in January, February, where the grind of a long 82-game season is adding up and piling up on you. It's not doing that. All these teams should be fresh as daisies right now. You know, simple as that. A back-to-back -back should not be that straining. 
you know, to anybody at this time of year. And it's not like Edmonton was put through the paces last night by that horrendous uh, Arizona Coyotes team last night. So I think relatively speaking, they should be fresh here. It's more than anything, a Vegas team that right now their game is not where it needs to be. They're injury riddled, uh, two of their best, arguably their two best forwards out. Martinez may be a no-go tonight, so a key blue liner now could be down and out for this game as well. So for me, it was just take Edmonton at the plus price. Edmonton's rolling. They're undefeated so far. Uh, They've had a nice start to the season, uh, and I think they got a chance to continue it here against a very, very, uh, not only a struggling Vegas team, but a depleted uh, Vegas team from an injury standpoint. So I'm on Edmonton here, plus 115. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like here with the Oilers and Golden Knights? So I tweeted this out this morning. I, I got uh, the first period over minus $1.35. That was only available at one shop, and that quickly vanished. So now we're seeing 140s, 145s. So I like this first period over, but definitely wait in game. Within the first minute or two, this should drop down. If anywhere at minus 125 or better, I say jump in and grab it. Uh, don't wait too long because we could see some goals early here. The thing is, they like said you got issues now on the blue line with Vegas, and you've also got uh, Miko Koskinen playing a back to back. Not you know, like I said, back to backs aren't going to be taxing for the whole team necessarily in this early in the season. But a rare spot of having a goalie going back to back, you kind of wonder he might be uh, you know a, a little bit you know more prone to giving up a goal early and then switching things, knocking things down late. Uh, so I want to stay away from the full game total. I just want to look at the first period over, especially because Vegas is offense, like I said, with no patch ready in stone. And Martinez is, you know, he kind of contributes as well offense. So he's a good puck mover uh, on the back end. So that's a lot missing for Vegas. Uh, obviously, we, we can count on Edmonton to score. They didn't play their best game last night either. So uh, it makes sense to lean toward Edmonton money line. I think, I think they're going to be, you know, amped up knowing that, okay, we got a bigger task to face tonight in Vegas than we did last night with Arizona. They can't afford to play at 60 or 70% like they did last night. So uh, I would lean with with Edmonton on the side, but my play is the first period over. All right, liking the first period over, but Alex suggests wait till about, you know, two, three, four minutes into the first period, see if you get that scoreless stretch to begin a game, which you often do, uh, and then you jump in with that first period over at a little bit of a better price. You won't have to lay uh, quite as much. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts here, Edmonton, Vegas? Yeah, I actually haven't made a bet, uh, locked anything in yet so far in this game, guys, but uh, you know, we're talking about some uh, interviews and, and media-type stuff and quotes that we liked. I, I liked uh, McDavid's interview last night um, You know, from Sportsnet. I watched what he was saying there, pretty much just – he immediately was thinking about Vegas. I don't know if you guys saw that. He immediately, right after the game, all he could think about was that next game. And it kind of made me laugh because it made me almost think that the, that game against Arizona was just like a scrimmage. You know, it was like it was like when you play the uh, the D3 team to get ready for your big uh, your big matchup, you know? Uh, I, anyway, that's the thing in sports I used, we used to always do. You play the team lower than you, you get some confidence, and you go and play the big boys. And that's kind of what it seemed like. I mean... Was Edmonton even giving it 100% last night? Did they even have to use and exert all of their energy? I know that we were saying, we heard the coaching staff for Edmonton saying that they wouldn't even mind, you know, having the same lineup, the same goaltenders. They're not going to change one thing. It just sounded like that was just a 60 minute scrimmage, you know? So, you know, and I think they're looking ahead to this game. But while they were looking ahead, they still dominated that game. So um, I definitely wouldn't play the favorite here. Um, but there's also a bounce back effort. There's also a prideful thing. There's also the home advantage. There's also the second of back and back. There's also a lot of stuff to you know factor in with this game. I'll tell you one play I've locked in uh, or that I'm going to lock in is that uh, dry settle plus 120 to get on the board. It's it's always a funny thing, you know. It's 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 a one day here, one day there with uh, McDavid going off and then dry settle going off. Last night McDavid had a great night. Tonight I think it's uh, Leon's night plus 120. All right, liking Leon Dreisaitl, goal scorer, prop plus 120, Andrew, uh, in that Vegas uh, and Edmonton game. And by the way, if you're wondering about uh, Edmonton on the back-to-back, obviously this year um, they haven't done that uh, yet, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but long-term, 14-5 and uh, in their last 19 games on a back-to-back, second of back-to-back games. So the Oilers have actually been good uh, in this kind of back-to-back situation uh, as of late, uh, dating back to last year. Jimmy, what do you like here, Edmonton, Vegas? I like the Oilers, guys. I'm with a lot of you guys. I mean, I, I like the way they're playing, the way they're trending right now. They, they, it's not just – I mean, obviously McDavid is doing McDavid things, but it's not just about him right now. It's it, it's about a team game that they've uh, got clicking, and uh, I like their game. And Vegas is just a mess injury-wise right now, and they, they really haven't kind of got any traction, if you ask me, in their game so far. 
Uh, so I like the Oilers on the road here. I'm actually going to do a regulation bet uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, all right, Oilers in regulation there for a little bit better uh, price for uh, Jimmy in this one. And Night yeah, of the dogs for me, eh? It is. It's going to be some plus prices. You put a couple of plus prices, just a couple. You, yep. I think you put a couple. I'm seeing of- plus 175 for that, Jimmy. That's what yes. I'm seeing. I just yeah. saw it at 170. Yeah, I'll have to find that one too. Yeah, plus you have to lock it in in the sports book behind you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go to the sports book right behind you. DraftKings, yeah, put it in. Exactly. Uh, make sure you put in that. Speaking of draft, what a segue. Well, I, was, I, was I was like, Ian, you better. He threw one over the plate for you there. I'm like, you better. You better. I'm hitting a home run. I'm rounding the bases here because it's time uh, to talk about DraftKings. Great sponsors here at the Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys, an official sports betting partner of both the NFL and NHL. Uh, we've got DraftKings, and again, They've got you covered. New customers bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game this weekend. If they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Now, if you're in a sports book or if you're in a state where the sports book for DraftKings isn't available yet or you're in Canada, don't worry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. uh, Bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of both the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Great stuff uh, with Andrew, Alex, and Jimmy on this Friday edition of the show, breaking down the card. We've only got one thing left to do, and that's best bets for this Friday. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? I'm going with the Bruins' first period uh, puck line, laying a half a goal, plus 135. I think they'll be able to get, at least get things rolling. Like I said, maybe you know, maybe they tail off late. Maybe we see Buffalo tr- trying to make a comeback, but I just don't think that's the case. I really feel that Boston will, like I said, be be a, a little bit pissed off after what happened in that last game. And I just think Buffalo, you know, at, the more they win, the more people start, you know, they start reading their own p- press clippings. The more people start talking positively about them. Uh, eventually, the bottom's gonna fall out. Craig Anderson is not going to to be, you know keep us 1.50 goals against for uh much longer so i think that it comes to a halt tonight i like boston first period of puck line boston minus a half plus 135 first period puck line uh best bet for alex b smith Did you say craig anderson's not going 82 and oh get out of here come on. <laughs> come on you know it's gonna happen come on it's gotta happen um andrew uh we'll go to him next for a uh, best bet uh andrew uh what do you like here for your uh, best bet I want to try and bring the puppy on here, but he's being a little squirmish. So I don't know if you can see him a little bit, but uh, oh, there we go. I wanted to bring him on for the What's best his name bet. again. I should remember that. I saw Henry. Him. Henry. There you go. Yeah. I'm Henry. The Unfortunately, he's not Henry. picking winners yet. He's too young, but uh, <laughs> we're going with the Dallas Stars in regulation. I think it's a pretty good spot for them. First game at home and a uh, pretty good road trip as well. So hopefully he brings me some good luck and watches the winner with me. Yeah. Where is he there? Henry. How are you? Henry. That's how I talked to my dog too. It's like a goofy little kid speech yeah <laughs> there he is how's henry doing that's awesome oh look at that kisses <laughs> there you go that's good <laughs> oh, he's adorable huh? yeah welcome to being a uh, dog owner andrew you gotta you know, walk him clean up clean up after him but they love you they love you to death and that's the best part of having a dog they, uh, they, i should have brought a dog on with all yeah. the dogs i'm picking yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jimmy should be the one with the dog in his arm. Guys, sit right here. Guys, yeah, I'm, I'm going. He's walking the dogs that, tonight. He's yeah, walking San Jose. He's walking Buffalo. Fight. He's walking. Yeah, that, yep. those are his dogs. He's walking them all. Yep. Yep. So give me the Sabers <laughs> as my best bet. I just, I, I don't know why. I hate this game for the Bruins. And what's hope- awesome about it, Jimmy? You could, you could go two and two tonight and make money. Yep. yep. That's what's awesome about about you know betting underdogs. Yeah. You know, and also Friday, I don't know what, I haven't seen what their attendance is going to be. I was talking to a friend of mine. She's a big Buffalo fan. And she's going to game. 
She said uh, it, it's expected to be a sellout there. Friday nights in Buffalo are pretty loud, man. I mean, they, uh, they, they, turn, they turn the party level it's not up. not a high bar to a, a hurdle over based on the first few games there. That I've seen the but yeah. I know what you mean. It should be a better yeah. crowd. Yeah. yeah, Chippewa Street's going to be hopping tonight. <laughs> exactly. Get down there, too, at Anchor Bar. Yeah, I've been yeah. there right there. Wings on deck. Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable <laughs> chicken wings. But that's a, a staple in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo plus 180. Best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy tonight on the show and my best bet i'm gonna go edmonton plus 115 against vegas i mean i just think that vegas is a mess right now they're not even pl- the one win was a game they could have lost guys against expansion seattle uh against the kraken in that very first game and since then not played great leonard is still struggling a little bit he's, it was better i thought against st louis but they still don't win that game it's just struggle to find goals right now and it's not just patch ready and stone alex tuck of course is out to begin the year as well so it's just a lot of artillery missing from this Golden Knights lineup. And even though it's a back-to-back for Edmonton, it's early in the year. It's not as detrimental. And they are 14-5 and in their last 19 games on the second night of back-to-back games. Edmonton will go with them. Oilers, plus 115 uh, for my best bet on this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. But we're back all weekend long, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, make sure you join us tomorrow. What a card we've got on deck uh, in the NHL. Count them up. We've got 13 games uh, on tap, tap tomorrow. 13 NHL games coming up for you uh, on Saturday. It is a loaded card, and we will break it all down for you again tomorrow right here on the Ice Guys. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can find the podcast on all those outlets. For Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.